What's good? What's good? What's good, baby? Welcome to MBS Central's. Let's talk about it. The number one show on the brand, hosted by yours truly, your boy Trex the Sports Junkie, and of course the homie from the Bay Area with that ridiculous hat on right now, my boy Gio. What up, man? Man. Oh man, it's it's been a great week for me. Oh my, my fantasy football team wins an inch closer to the playoffs, which is in my favor. And man, I've been waiting to say this for a very oh my long time. god, and it's been a really long time. But how about them cowboys? Woo! Oh my God! You we are. I, 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 I smell NFC contenders right now, man. Oh, I really do. That's what I can't. I cannot take y'all. With that being said, I, um, I'm ready for Thanksgiving also, and I'm ready to see my Dallas Cowboys once again. <laughs> I can't take you Cowboys <laughs> serious. Are y'all kidding me? So y'all win a game, a game, and now y'all are just a contender in the NFC? Are you kidding me? One one game could change your whole season, and that game, man, I, I, I'm so proud to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I'm sick right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I will, I will give you this. I will give you this. The Vikings were a hot team. I think they were coming off a two or three game winning streak. So kudos to y'all for getting that dub. I know it wasn't an easy dub, but y'all did get it. So shout out to y'all, man. But um, you brought up a great thing. It is pre-Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve, y'all. Turkey Day. So, Keo, real quick. I know Thanksgiving's tomorrow. You know, a lot of us are going to be with the family. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um, my, fav- my favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um, I, I, I actually always enjoy the, the mac and cheese. Okay, okay. Oh, my daughter's probably going to be like, oh, yeah, Keo's right. Keo's right. Well... I always, if you know me, man, I love sweet potato pie. I love sweet potato casserole, sweet potato souffle. Whatever you want to make it, I am with it. I love my sweet potatoes. And I also love, shout out to my my pops, man, Lee. What up? Man, his fried turkey is unreal. Unfortunately for me, pops going to be in California today. Well, he's in California right now with my brother, my sister, and they're gonna be doing Thanksgiving up in California. I couldn't make it this year, but um, definitely y'all, y'all hold it down, man, and y'all enjoy that good fried turkey. But with that being said, Keo, it's Thanksgiving Eve, but this is the Let's Talk About It show. We had a lot on our plate last week. The NBA draft kicked off, free agency happened, um, trades went down, who were your winners and losers, or who are your winners and losers right now? Let's let's just do let's just do losers. Who is your loser in in the NBA offseason thus far? My 
my loser my losers in the NBA offseason so far, I'm gonna say the Houston Rockets. Wow, you still in my answer. You still in <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that was your answer. Um I I had the Houston Rockets because I didn't think they did anything in free agency. Um and then they're on their way to get rid of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They're basically majority of their offense. Uh, they got rid of their coach also, D'Antoni. They got rid of their GM, Daryl Morey. Um, and then their draft pick, I wasn't too impressed with what they did in the draft. So I, I definitely had them as my losers. Man, that you stole my thunder. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. James Harden did not sign that extension. So that's a big, big loss for them. Could you imagine that team? That team just a couple of years ago, a few years ago, they were in the Western Conference Finals and had the Golden State Warriors down 3-2. Oh, how times have changed. Oh, how times have changed. They got knocked out the playoffs this past year in the second round to the Lakers. Um and it looks like they're going to break that whole team up with Russ and James Harden. So, yeah, I'm definitely with you as far as losers. I'll throw another one out there, and it's really not fair to say, and let me just – I'm going to start by saying that my loser was the Rockets. But I want to throw this out there, and it, it breaks my heart because I could be wrong. And if you prove me wrong, it's all love. But I'm going to go with the Timberwolves, man. Them taking Anthony – um um. Oh, my God, I lost his name that fast. Um, Anthony Edwards. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Uh, them taking him number one overall, I think they dropped the ball right there. I do. I think we're going to look back. I think his career could be Ben McLemore or it could be um, Harrison Barnes, which is not a bad career, but I think they could have went a different way with the number one overall selection. I think the Warriors, we're getting James Wiseman, will be a better player than Anthony um, Edwards. Um, ball is an interesting prospect. So I'm just a little concerned with that pick. So I'm going to say outside of the Rockets, I'm going to go Timberwolves as my biggest loser. But, hey, they could prove me wrong. Let's go with our winner in the whole offseason thus far. Let's see if you steal my thunder this time. Let's go. My winner, um, my winner from, my winner from this offseason – this is easy for me. It's a slam dunk for me. I'm going with the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, <laughs> Dude, man, are you kidding me? Are you are you serious what the Lakers got right now in front of us? Okay, you get rid of you get rid of who? You get rid of Dwight Howard. Um and then what they got back is a complete upgrade. They get back. They get back um, Marcus All, and they get Montrez Harrell, man, um, sixth man of the year. They all they they did lose Danny Green, but what they got back for Danny Green, they got back Dennis Schroeder. He is a viable scoring option for this team. He could possibly be. 
that third scoring option that the Lakers been looking for. They thought they were going to get up from Kuzma, but obviously not. Lakers may not be done because they possibly might be trading Kyle Kuzma also. So I like the Los Angeles Lakers as um as my winners from what what they've been able to do um what they've been able to do this um so far so far in the um so far in the off season. Another team that another team that I do have as my winners is um and I think they're uh, a a notable team that should be mentioned and that is the Atlanta Hawks, man. There you go. There you go. Now you talking. Now you <laughs> uh, talking. Um, they added um, um. You were right about the draft pick, uh, a uh, Kongu uh, from the the USC center. They added them in the draft. They get. They paid some big money for Gordon Hayward. They were pushing the issue to go after him. They added veterans to their to their team. They added Rajon Rondo. A huge one that they were able to get was Gallinari, man. That was huge for them to to uh that they were able to get. Um they um they you know they still have Trey Young, Capella, um Capella, um uh Chris Dunn, they added him also. And then you you know you you had uh the depth with a uh, John Collins in there. So I like what I see from the Hawks. They are definitely my winners. I thought they did a really good good job last year in the draft going after Cam Akers and Hunter. So um, I like the Hawks, man. I see the Hawks is a team that's up and coming and then on the rise, and they're going in the right direction right now. Definitely. And I know Keo knows what he's talking about, but he just missed saying a couple of things. So Cam Reddish, not Akers. I know he's oh my right bad. <laughs> and he said Gordon Hayward, he met Bondon Bondanovich. Um Hayward went to the um Hornets. They got Bondon Bondanovich from the Kings on an offer sheet. So yeah, and they 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 did an awesome job. It's crazy because me and Keel had to not talk about who our winners and losers were. And I literally have the Lakers with Keel. I have the Hawks. Um he did mention they lost Danny Green, the Lakers. They did get Wes Matthews, who I think is a definite oh, yeah. upgrade, in my opinion. And then to lose Rondo and then get a younger guy like Dennis Schroeder was big time. And then, like you said, Montrez Howard and Marcus Gasol, man, that's bringing in more ammo to that that, that already loaded offense. And, I mean, loaded team in general. Um, So I'm going to agree to both of those. I'll throw another one out there just because – Keo mentioned the two teams I really had down. I have one more team, and I'm going to Phoenix Suns. I am. I think them adding CP3 to Devin Booker in that backcourt, I think that's going to be nice. They they, they got, a, they got a, a signing that people are going to look at and say, oh, that wasn't a big signing. But I do think in the scheme of things of what they got, Jay Crowder was a really good signing for the um, Suns. I like what the Suns are doing. CP3 and Booker in the backcourt. Eight in the front court, man. They re-signed Dario Saric. Saric. So um, I like what the Suns are doing as well. But clearly, I'm with Keo on this. Lakers, slam dunk, the winner um, of free agency. So me and Keo won't disagree on the first topics. 
All right, Q, anything else you want to say as far as the NBA is concerned? Um, and uh, I, I wanted to add one more loser in there, and that was the Los Angeles Clippers. Watch your mouth. Watch Hey, your man. Mouth. Hey, hey. But Son you look. Baca. Man, you kidding me? <laughs> Stop it. Really? Um, I think that's a good look, but compared to what the Lakers did, it, it it just I thought that the Clippers would have done more to to um to um address um issues that they needed and losing they you know they lose Jermichael Green from to the Nuggets they also like I said they lost Montrezl Harrell uh, so I feel like they they didn't go in the way the Lakers went in and the Lakers are not even done. So um, I, and then you got a new coach also uh, potentially. So um, I, I just have the Clippers as my losers. Okay. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. I can understand what you're saying about as far as that's concerned. Montrez Howell leaving one locker room to go to the other. That's a tough, tough blow for the Clippers. So I can see it. Well, with that being said, we got a packed show for y'all, so we're going to keep it moving. Keel, let's move along to NCAA football, baby. College football. Man, let me know. Winners and losers of this past week in college football. Who's your loser? Let's start with them. My lose, my loser, my loser for this past week, I am going to go with um, I am gonna my loser for that this past week in college football. Man, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go with the Ohio State Buckeyes as my losers. Um, wow. the reason wow. why. Talking about that. So the reason why the reason why I got them as my losers with Clemson not even playing. Due to the game being postponed to COVID, I just thought that it all it, it it was a huge game. They playing against a top ten team at the time, which was Indiana, and they could have taken advantage of this game, get some style points because I think yesterday was the, the playoff rankings was the first time it actually came out, and they could have they could have um. They could have got some points off of, you know, style points, I, I guess I would say. And they weren't able to do that. Um, they let their foot off the gas. And, and, and Indiana, they did not give up in this game at all, man. They showed that this team looks like it's for real, even though they, they, they did lose to Ohio State in a close game. But Ohio State's defense, man, it, it could possibly be in question right now after what Indiana was able to do so. I definitely got Ohio State as my losers. All right, I thought you was gonna steal my thunder right here. I'm definitely choosing the Wisconsin Badgers. Are you kidding me? You come out the gate and score 40 in your first two games, you get Northwestern, a team 
Now, look, this is no disrespect. They're undefeated. They, they, they've climbed their way up. And if Keel calls them their winner this week, I have no issue with that. But they barely beat Iowa by one point. They barely beat Nebraska, who Ohio State just destroyed. Then they beat the Boilermakers, Purdue, by seven. And you score seven points against Northwestern. Wisconsin, people were actually giving you a chance this year to, you know, go at Ohio State and possibly challenge them for the Big Ten. They dropped the ball to me. They're my losers for this week. Let's get to winners, Keo. My winners, I'm going with the team that i been eyeing on, and nobody liked what I said at all, but I just might be right, man. And I like the sound of me being right. I'm talking about the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, my God. Huge oh my win. God. Huge win. I know you don't like to hear that. You probably wish Cincinnati will finally lose a game, but that's not going to happen. Um, The Bearcats, man, they won this past weekend. They debuted at number seven in the, the playoff rankings, which was not bad, man. Um, number seven, man. Uh, I think the I think five and six was I one. I think it was Texas A and M, and it was Florida. So they they are basically in striking distance right now. I mean, they definitely do need some help. Uh, they got to beat Tulsa, who's ranked twenty fifth right now. Um, uh, in the regular season finale, and then the you know in the athletic um. American Athletic Championship game. Like I said, they they need some help. Um, not like crazy help, but, you know, Notre Dame, if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, and if um, if Notre Dame could possibly, if they end up losing to North Carolina, which is a likely scenario, um, that would eliminate a second ACC representative. Um and I could see two ACC teams being in there, but that could eliminate both of those teams. Um, Alabama, you know, uh, I definitely, I don't think Florida could beat Alabama at all. Um, and uh, Cincinnati could even move ahead of Texas A&M without any help at all. Uh, A&M, they lost to Auburn, and it, it, it just makes the things really easy for them. Um, so I like this, man. I like Cincinnati as my winners this week, man. And, um, um, and when the season started, I like what I saw from Cincinnati and they are definitely making me look really good tonight. Woo. Okay. I'm going to tell you who my winner is. And I know this is going to be as a shock to most. I'll give a shout to Northwestern, but I have no issue with somebody said as their winner. But I'm about to shock y'all. My winner is Indiana. And I know y'all might be like, Indiana? Are you kidding me? They, they Are you kidding me? State. I'm going to tell you why. Because I thought they were going to get destroyed by Ohio State. They did. It's a, in the first half, it kind of looked a little rocky. But they picked off Justin Fields in the first half twice, I believe. I think three, for the, three times for the game. Um, 
So that to me was a an eye opener because I was saying to myself, man, Indiana is playing some good football. Now, what really opened my eyes, Michael Penix or Penix, however you want to pronounce it, their quarterback and their wide receiver. Um, what's my guy named? Fry Fogel. Um, Ty Fry Fogel. These dudes put on a clinic against the Buckeyes. Let me read this stat to y'all. Penix had, he went 27 for 51, 491 yards and five touchdowns against the Buckeyes, who a lot of people think is an automatic team that's going to get into the playoffs. Five touchdowns, only one interception. Now, Ty Fryfogel, or Fogel, however you say his name, 14 targets, seven receptions, seven receptions for a whopping 218 yards with three touchdowns. These dudes showed heart. They never gave up. That was a tough, tough team that they faced, a team that could possibly win the national championship. I really believe that Indiana, if you watched the game, it was a good game too. Um, I really believe that Indiana should be taken serious as far as the one-loss teams. And I was on here last week disrespecting them, saying that they're going to get blown out. It ain't going to be a good game. But I respect Indiana. I respect their fight. I respect the fact that they didn't give up in that game. So I'm going to say Indiana, for me, is my winners because they proved me wrong in the sense of they may be a team that may run the table the rest of the way. Don't sleep on them. All right, Keo. Let's get to, you know, all that last week's stuff is cool, but let's get to the game of the week, Keo. It's the Iron Bowl, baby. It's the Iron Bowl, baby. Bo Nix, Mr. Jones, last year they hooked up. Auburn got the dub by three. Is it going to be a different outcome this this year? I mean, this week. It's definitely going to be a different outcome this week, man. Um, um, uh, Alabama has a debt to pay to Auburn, and they're going to pay it all right. And um, the difference has been the defense for Auburn, man. Auburn, they lost. Uh, they lost uh, Davidson. They lost Brown. They lost a couple guys from the secondary. Um, it, and the defense was that bread and butter, man. That was the defense was one of the scariest uh, defenses in all in you. Know, I'm not going to say the best defense, but in college football, one of the top we two teams. touchdowns defensively last year in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, and and the this defense this year. It's not the same, man. That's why Auburn has been struggling, and uh, that's why Bo, they that's that Bo Nix has depended been depended on a lot. One thing about Auburn that I do like is they got some elite, athletic guys that I could see as NFL prospects as far as their skill set wide receivers go. I like that, but they I, they have to show it uh, in, on the field, and I just haven't seen them stride yet. 
Um, I I haven't seen them establish a running game, which relies on Bo Nix a lot, and he's doing more than he normally supposed to. Um, as far as Alabama go, Alabama will be ready. They got revenge on their minds, especially what happened last year. Uh, Max Jones has been more a mature quarterback. I got them. I got them as a Heisman hopeful man. I like Mac Jones this year. They got the weapons. Even without Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, and the new receiver that emerged, Michi, along with uh along with um along with Najee Harris, also. I I like what Bama's doing right now, man. And that offense is really clicking. And I think they could put up the scoreboard and run up the scoreboard against anybody out there. So I'm saying Roll Tide Revenge will be sweet for Alabama. Alabama will win this by at least 14 points. Oh, that's a tie. Get it. So last year, Auburn beats Alabama 48-45. And Alabama had Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle, and Henry Ruggs all on that team. And they lost that game. This year, they were out those three guys, two to the NFL, one to injury. It's going to be interesting. But ultimately, I'm with Keo on this one, the tide roll. Um, last year, Keo hit the nail on the coffin when he said the defense, the defense, the defense was so much better last year, despite giving up 45. That just tells you how good Alabama's offense was last year and even this year. So when I look at the game from last year, do y'all realize that Bo Nix barely had over 200 total yards against Alabama last year? So that tells me something, that you're going to have to create turnovers, get a sharp field, play great on special teams to beat the Tide. I think the Tide grew, and I think if, I, if memory serves me correct, that was Mac Jones' first start, right, Keo, last year? Yeah, that was his first game. Okay, so his first start, and he outplayed Bo Nix. Now he's the starter, the full-time starter. I think that the Todd role in this one, even though it's the Iron Bowl and we know anything can happen, this, this game has been probably the best rivalry in college football in the past, what, six years? It's been going back and forth. Um, we've seen some dramatic, dramatic games. I'm going to say that the Todd role in this one, though, I think they win this one going away and they really make a statement to the rest of the teams that's trying to get into the playoffs that look, man, we're ready. We're not just here just to get there. We're here to win the whole thing. So I'm going with the tie. I actually agree with you, Keel, by a minimum of 14 points. I think it get really ugly. So I got the tie in this one. All right, Keo. So. Let's get to the next. Do you have anything else as far as college football is concerned? Um, so like I said, uh, yesterday the first the playoff rankings for the first time this year finally came out. We got um, we got uh, Bama one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, um, and Ohio State four, five and six, Texas A and M, and Florida. Um, so um. Uh, what do you think about those playoff rankings? 
I think it's gonna I think it's still extremely early, so I'm not gonna go crazy over them. I think that they still have plenty enough time to, you know, teams to get it right, teams to fix it, teams to they they feel like they should be in to make their move. Um Cincinnati is definitely a team that's gonna be on the rise, but they're gonna need help. So yeah, I have no issue as, with it as of today. We still have plenty of time left to find out more. All right, let's move on over. Let's talk about our next topic. Okay, we're gonna move to the NFL. Let's let's get it popping. Let's talk about top performances of last week. You can go team, you can go player, you can go whatever you want to go, whatever direction you want to go. Who was your top performer last week in the NFL? Oh, you know where I oh, am going, my man. God. I've been waiting for this all week, and it is my turn. So don't cut me off while I give this great soliloquy. Oh my god! <laughs> Something else. Um, whatever you want to call it, my 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 soliloquy, my my diatribe, um, my assessment on this, um, man. This past Sunday, man, we saw a real football team playing on the field, man. And I wasn't talking, and I'm not talking about the New Orleans Saints. I'm not talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. And shout out to all those teams. They did their thing um, for the most part. But me, man, I am here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, man. The Dallas Cowboys are my top performers of the week, man. Going on the road against a tough Minnesota team on a three-game winning streak, and Andy Dalton, you know, Andy Dalton, he is no, he, he is no, um, he is no, um, it's no surprise to Andy Dalton. This guy, he's not scared of the moment. He's not scared of the limelight. Um, you know, a three-time, three-time Pro Bowler. Um, um, he had, he he's had multiple ten-win seasons as a Cincinnati Bengal. So I was not surprised what Andy Dalton was able to do leading my Dallas Cowboys to victory this past Sunday, man. You saw Zeke who finally run for for um a hundred yards, man, which made you happy, Mr. Sports Junkie. Um and man, the two major clutch throws Andy Dalton made in the fourth quarter, man. And man, CD Lamb on the road finally showed up, man. CD, I mean, no, not CD Lamb. I apologize. Amari Cooper uh, finally showed up in the road game, man. I, I was surprised by it, man. I was like, wow, what's going on? Um, and then now let me get the CD Lamb. We saw that catch that uh, C.D. Lamb made, and I understand what DeAndre Hopkins did the previous week, but C.D. Lamb, that catch, 
the difficulty, the duress of that catch, that could possibly be catch of the year, man. No, if if God. if I had to pick a catch of the year from what I've seen so far, don't do that. I am don't gonna go with. Don't do that. Don't do that. First of all, don't first of all, first of all, first of all, one. I'm not done. Two. I told you not to cut me off. <laughs> so I'm that. almost. We need that for this show. Um, producers in the back, please come get this guy off this camera. So right see, now. like I said, I am not done. CD Lamb, man. I, I, in the beginning of the season, I said I like him so much. I, I want to call him CD Lion, and that's what he was to me, man. Um, a very huge game helped a lot of fantasy owners out, man. And you know, the the on the opposing side, Justin Jefferson, he's been hyped up a lot throughout the season, but CD Lamb said, "Hey, man, I'm." There was a reason I'm I was one I was ranked one of the best wide receivers in the draft, and I'm gonna show you how and and you're gonna get that smoke from me. Oh, and that's man. what C D Lamb showed them. And man, I I I got the and then the and then the return and then the return of Leighton Vandridge was huge. He was all over the field and um it looks like, you know, the Dallas Cowboys has found their identity. One huge game could change the season. And last but not least, man, I got I got to give some credit to Coach Mike McCarthy, man. He's been taking a lot of heat as of late. And he says, hey, we're going to try a, new, a couple new things. Let's see if this works. And we, we have found the formula, man. And I am proud of the Dallas Cowboys. I, they are going to be my top performers for th this past week. And you could call me being biased, but, man, like you said, man, like you always tell me when it comes to players, the eye of the test. Go ahead. I'm done. You finished? Are you finished? <laughs> you took that long. Talk about the damn cowboy. Yeah, man, why three not? Three wins. Three wins. Are you kidding me? Hey, man. We, we, You're trials. You're we've been. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I'm sorry. To everybody, <laughs> so let's talk about it right now. I am sorry. We had to all sit here. And hear about his love affair with the. <laughs> I mean, that was ridiculous. Oh, we're winners, God. man. Oh my winners! You had three wins on the season. Are you kidding me? Winners! Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, don't get me started with the Cowboys. Oh my God! All right, let me go to my performers of the of the week, and of course, I could have went with. Keenan Allen, his big performance this past week, it was against the Jets. Not really, not really. He was our MBS performance of the week um, in the MBS group because we all voted on it. But I'm going over overall performance. And when I think about a team, I'm going to go with a team, but specifically three guys, but two guys, you would have sworn that you got to see 
Kurt Warner this past Monday night with Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Let me read these numbers out to you guys. Cooper Cup, 11 catches, a buck 45. Robert Woods, 12 catches, a buck 30, and a touchdown. These guys together had 23 catches, 275 yards, and a touchdown versus a team that Keo and I and many others, and we're going to get to power rankings in a second, who had this team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or like Keo likes to say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as a power five team. And what did the Rams do? They went on the road and dismantled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a primetime game. Jared Goff outplayed Tom Brady. That's what I said, Keo. He outplayed Tom Brady. Despite the lack of running game, the Rams rushed for a total, a total of 41 yards. And really, if we take away Robert, Robert Woods' minus four, they really only had 37 rushing yards. 37 rushing yards in the night. And there was nothing the Buccaneers could do about it. My top performance of this week was the Los Angeles Rams. And I know that Mike Evans had his touchdown. He had his five catches, 49 yards. But Jalen Ramsey did an excellent job on him. Um, he had nine targets. He only caught five of them for less than 50 yards and only one touchdown. I can live with that. I can live with that if I'm the Rams. Um, so I'm going with the Rams as my top performers of this week. Keel. Okay, since we gave top performance, who dropped the ball this week? Um, who dropped the ball this past week? I am gonna go with who you just mentioned, the <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they've been I've been calling them the Buccaneers this past weekend. They were the Buccaneers. Um. Um, I thought Tom Brady was gonna go out there. Did you know in prime time games they struggle <laughs> Monday night, but previously the season struggled against the Bears. Uh, once again, struggled against um the LA Rams, and um, they abandoned the running game. That's what happened, man. When every time they abandoned the running game, they they paid the price for it. Uh, with um, with the Bears, with the Saints, with now the the Rams. I I just I was like, man, why are you not running the ball, man? I mean, they're they're gonna expect you to. They're gonna expect you to drop back and throw the ball every time. So, so Sean McVay and that defense, they're gonna be prepared and every single time and every snap. I think he threw it forty to fifty times in that game, and the times that Brady has thrown it with that that much volume, they end up losing. So obviously, Tampa Bay, 
needs to go back to the running game, establish it, and you can't run the ball that much and you expect to win. And um and you gotta give credit to the to the Rams defense, man. The Rams defense, they showed up, man. They rattled Brady, man. They gave him a hard time to throw the ball. He wasn't comfortable in the pocket. He didn't have that much time. I don't I don't think Aaron Donald had a sack at all, but he had an impact throughout that whole game. So I like what they I like what they um the Rams were able to do. Jalen Ramsey, of course, he he was basically everywhere. Um, I th- I think I thought Brady did miss some major throws to Antonio Brown, and um, some drop some huge drops by uh, Chris Godwin also. So um, th- they definitely did drop the ball for me. They could have had the win and catched. I mean, catched up with the Saints. Obviously, they're now a couple of games behind the saints now. So um, t- Tampa Bay might just be fighting for a wild card instead of a division title. Yeah. I, I mean, that was a good one, but I'm going to go with the dolphins. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The Miami dolphins, let me put this out there to the, to the world. They were six and three going into this game on a five game winning streak. Listen to this. A five game winning streak yes in that winning streak they did beat the jets that's the only team that was really bad that they beat yes they i mean of course you can say the charges as well but we know how good justin herbert and the how offense have been offense has been for the charges but in that winning streak they beat the 49ers now i know some people may say oh the 49ers not that good now but that was with jimmy garoppolo and george kittle let's not forget that that was the last game Jimmy Garoppolo played in with George Kittle. They beat him and then just beat him. They beat him down like they stole something, 43 to 17. And then they beat the Jets. Then they turn around and they make the decision to go to Tua. And Tua starts off 3 0, beating the likes of the Rams, a team that is 7 and 3, a team like the Cardinals, another team that's 7 and 3. And then the last week, like I said, they beat the Chargers. And then this week, when I finally start being a believer, the Buffalo Bills are on a bye. You're six and three. You're playing against the Denver Broncos, a team that's three and six. If you win this game, you're tied for first place in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills, who, by the way, were on a bye, like I just said. And you drop the ball and you lose to a team like the Denver Broncos, who were three and six going into that game, and Drew Locke was questionable the entire week. He literally, a lot of people didn't even think he was going to play. He plays, and they beat you. So now you're one game back in the, the AFC East, and it's not a good look. I'm definitely saying the Dolphins dropped the ball, um, and they had an opportunity. That, you might, we might look back at that game and be like, man, the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs because of that bad loss to the Denver Broncos. And there was a lot of other teams that dropped the ball, but I had to go with the team that was such on a hot streak and had a chance to be first place in that division, and they really just dropped the ball altogether. So I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. But with that being said, the Dolphins could have possibly been in our Power 5 rankings. I'm pretty sure 
Keo don't. I know I don't have him in my Power 5 rankings, but here we go, Keo. NFL Power 5 rankings. Who's your Power 5 right now? Let's make this really clear right now. I will never, ever have the Miami Dolphins in my Power 5 rankings. That's a sound bite right there. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. My power five rankings goes. Damn. Power five rankings. This is gonna be this. This is this is this is gonna be really interesting. So, um. Let me let me uh. Let you me start. Yeah. 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 You can go first. Okay. So, the fifth spot was up for grabs for me. Buffalo was in the argument, but Buffalo didn't play, so I'm not putting Buffalo at number five. But if you have Buffalo at number five, I have no issue with that. So my fifth spot came down to the Indianapolis Colts and the Los Angeles Rams. And both had impressive wins this past week. One was over the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. The other one was over Tom Brady and the Bucks. So it's kind of a toss-up as far as that's concerned. Me personally, I think the Bucks are a better team than the Packers. So I'm going with the Rams at number five, seven and three. Um, the Rams, to me, they have the talent on offense. They have the talent on defense. If they can get Cam Makers going and that running game going, I think the Rams could be a team to be reckoned with. They finally look like a, one of those elite teams like they looked a couple of years back when they made it to the Super Bowl. So I'm going with the Rams at number five. At number four, I'm going with the Tennessee Titans, the grit to get that win versus the Baltimore Ravens. This is the first week I do not have the Baltimore Ravens in my top five. I might not have them last week, but I know for sure I don't have them this week. I got the Tennessee Titans to win the game the way they did, the way A.J. Brown got that touchdown, the way um, Derrick Henry ran in overtime in that fourth quarter. I just think the Titans are a dangerous, dangerous team moving forward. So I got the Titans coming at number four. At number three, I got the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Saints, to me, are the cream of the crop in the NFC. And I really don't think there's no arguments anybody can make right now with the way the Packers just played and the way the Bucks just played. And the Saints, has have they do have two wins over the Bucks. And I know they did lose to the Packers, but I think that, Without Michael Thomas, and I know people are going to say Devontae Adams didn't play, but Michael Thomas is such a pivotal part of the Saints. I'm going to say the Saints would beat the Packers if they played again. So I'm going with the Saints at three. At number two, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, people, calm down. I know they're undefeated. Calm down. I have no issue if you said the Pittsburgh Steelers should be number one. But my number one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. The one loss that they have on their record was against the Las Vegas Raiders. They went back to Vegas. Well, they went to Vegas this past week and beat that one team that beat them. So I got the Kansas City Chiefs as my number one team in my Power Five rankings. Kill, who you got? All right. So dropping all the way to number five for me, and I know they took an L. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers at number five. Um, the the Colts, you know, they 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 played against a good good team, and I gotta give the Colts credit, man. They 
they have proved me wrong this year. I thought they were going to have a losing uh, season. But all credit to that defense, man. Defense has been huge. I think this team is getting healthy now. And um, I like I like what I see from Indianapolis. And, dude, they were down 28-14 against the Packers. And they end up coming back and winning the game. So kudos to that team. Kudos for Phillip Rivers for being injured and coming back in that game. So I got them at <coughs> number five. The, the Colts. Number four, num- number four for me. I am gonna, I am gonna be on your side with this one, and um, at number four, at number four, I'm gonna go with the L.A. Rams, man. L.A. Rams. I like what I see from the Rams. I think the Rams right now are probably one of the most underrated teams right now, man. As far as teams with three losses goes they don't i don't think they get the as much credit as they deserve to be honest with you i honestly think people still think seattle's a better team than them but i think rabs if they could get that consistent play with golf the way he went to cooper cup this team's gonna be hard to beat but they still gotta establish that running game i don't know who it's gonna be Maybe Cam Akers, maybe Daryl Henderson, maybe Malcolm Brown. So they got to establish that running game, man. Jared Goff needs to – we need to see more of Jared Goff like that. <clears throat> Coming at number three for me, I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs at number three. It was an impressive win. Came back, won. Um, you know, um, they did beat the Raiders. I want to see what they do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, we're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'll, I'll give you my outcome how the game's going to be, but I want to see what he could do, what the Chiefs could do, especially Mahomes against uh, Brady. So I got them at number three. Number two, I'm going with the New Orleans Saints at number two, man. I didn't think they would do it, I was clowning on them. When, Tay- when I found out Taysom Hill was the quarterback, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was laughable. I went to the point where, man, I was so confident that Falcons was going to win this game. But, man, without a Marshawn Lattimore, this team showed up. I mean, even though Julio Jones ended up leaving the game early, they, they you know, they slowed down. They slowed down Gurley. They slowed down uh, Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan didn't have a one of those top games that he would have when he played against the Saints. And Taysom Hill looked really good. And Alvin Kamara didn't even have his best game, but Michael Thomas looks like Michael Thomas again. So I got him at number two. And then at number one, they continue to be undefeated, still haven't lost a game yet, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers at number one. And those are my Power 5 rankings. Okay, not mad at that, not mad at that. I'm kind of surprised if the Chiefs at three, but we go, we go, we go, we go. They're going to they fix that after this week. Okay, so game <laughs> of the week. It's real simple. It's real simple. I'm going to say the past versus the present. Uh-oh. Don't be disrespectful, X. <laughs> the past versus the present. We got Tom Brady, who I consider the GOAT at quarterback. No disrespect to him. Just calling him the past right now. But um, we got Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against Patrick Mahone boy 
and the Kansas City Chiefs in the NBS Spotlight Game of the Week. Who you got? Um, I am going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game, man. What? This is a- <laughs> hell yeah. Are you kidding me? I am going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game. You know, slow down on the Mahomes hype train. They play the Raiders for crying out loud. Tampa Bay's defense is a better defense than the Raiders. So I think this game will be completely different. Road game. um, Road game. Great atmosphere in Tampa Bay. I like what I see. After that embarrassing loss, uh, Mr. Tom, Tommy Touchdowns, as, as oh I would say. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Will bounce back. Will bounce back in this game. <clears throat> and I expect huge things, big things for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will establish the running game. Like, let's put that down. Um, um, <laughs> against, against the... The, <laughs> uh, I, they slow, they'll establish a running game, and uh, I, I expect Brady to be Brady, and I like Tampa Bay in this game. This will be a high-scoring game. I would be surprised if the Chiefs did pull it out, but I like Tampa Bay, and all sides point to the Buccaneers. Okay, I got, I got the Chiefs, baby. You already know what it is. Patch homeboys. They're gonna get it done. They're gonna get this dub versus the, the Buccaneers and the Bucks, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That'll be five losses. That'll be five losses on the on the season. You know, before the season started, me and Jay, Jay um just Justin, we um we made a bet. And I told him, I said, look. The teams that I guarantee will make the playoffs would be the Saints, Bucks, Cowboys, Niners. Shoot, I might be wrong about three or four teams. And I hate to say it, but then right when the season started, right when they got Leonard Fournette, I was like, shoot, now the Saints might not make it because the Bucks are going to be loaded. But maybe I was wrong about the Bucks, and maybe I was wrong about the Saints. Maybe it's flip-flop, reverse. Maybe the Bucks won't make the playoffs. Oh, oh, that'll be shocking. But yeah, I got I got the Chiefs winning this game. I think the Chiefs actually win this game by 10 points. I'm gonna say they're gonna win this game 34-24 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, Keo. Let's move on to what you've been ringing my phone about. Everybody's been talking about on the internet. It's been going down this past week. Let's talk <laughs> about the verses that happened between Jeezy and Gucci. So, so last week, uh, Young Jeezy, Gucci Mane, um, had the versus battle. Um, or so particularly, we're not here to discuss about that. We kind of are, but. It's basically off of your preference who you thought won the battle. 
I um I I gave it to Gucci. Um, th- th- I that's you just said Jeezy. No, I gave it to I gave it to Gucci. Oh my God, pull up! Hey, everybody on Facebook, pull the <laughs> He said Jeezy won. My phone just died. I would I would I would show the receipts. I would show the receipts. Oh man, kill you a flip flopper, bro. You don't know. Well, I had I I I I I originally did edge it to Jeezy the first time during when it was because I watched it live. But when I went go. Went back and watched it. I was like, I got to give it to Gucci, man. So with that being said, the 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 main topic of tonight's uh, let's talk about it is that w- what everybody's talking about is that what are you okay and was it right that Gucci used his diss songs on the versus battle against uh, Jeezy? This is crazy. <laughs> Absolutely, he can use the diss songs against Jeezy if he wants to. It's his <laughs> verses. If he thinks that's the song that he wants to play, you were talking to somebody that loves battle rap. You were talking to somebody that actually grew up on diss records. Um, we could talk about either. We could talk about the takeover. We could talk about a plethora of songs, second round knockout um, by Cannabis. I mean, it can go on and on and on. I mean, I literally can just start naming a bunch of this record. I have no issue with that. That's a part of hip hop. If anybody knows, man, hip hop is a competitive thing. I have no issue with Gucci playing his diss record against um, Jeezy in the verses. What's your take on this? I I, I had a huge oh problem with that. Oh my god! But you picked even though I had, but you picked them I, to win. I, just because, just because I picked them to win, that doesn't mean I don't have a problem with it. I can't take this dude. Just because, just because, just Come because, just because, just because, just because I, just because the Titans won, that doesn't mean I don't have a problem or. I don't Jay see Franchise. flaws in their game. Jay Franchise, come get your ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason why I, I, I see that because versus is all about a celebration with these two artists, man. You're not trying to reignite any any flames or any beef. Um you look at you look at the you, you look at the hip hop celebration when DMX and Snoop battle. That was that was a celebration with these two artists coming together and celebrate the success the the success that they had. Same thing, same thing when it came to Monica and Brandy. And now you're going back to Gucci at Gucci and Jeezy. He kind of he kind of used the easy way out, man. He was like, okay, I'm gonna hit you where it hurts, man, and I'm gonna. Use my diss songs to get a huge advantage over you, because if he wouldn't have used those diss songs, um, if he wouldn't have used those diss songs, I honestly think that um, to not to me, but to certain people that Jeezy, oh, uh, w- probably won the one that really easily, 
and um, I just thought it wasn't right because it's like it's like if Drake and Meek Mill battle and Drake goes and use back to back, which nearly ended his <laughs> career, put on put him on on a layoff or on a hiatus, got his ass off of Twitter, of not using any Twitter fingers no more. I just I just I just thought that was not good at all man i thought it was a celebration with these two artists because that was that's what it was all about after we seen that versus battle i just thought that he shouldn't have done that man and um i, I mean me, maybe you look at off of a battle perspective and that's why you're with the i'm okay with the this records but for me i'm not because i look at a celebration with these two artists because that's what we've been getting from Versus so far. Okay, so let me, let me say this. Let me say this. You're a big Battle Rap fan as well. Um, there's a lot of battles you see animosity. They talk crazy in each other's face. But right after the battle, they shake hands. They're like, good good match, bro, good thing. Just because you, you play a diss record doesn't mean that you hate the person. It's a part of the catalog. It doesn't mean that, you know, at one time in my life, this this was this is why we're having this versus this is why we're doing this because of a situation probably back in the day and everybody wants to see you know if we was going to talk about it but it's not bro it doesn't mean that it has to spill into what's going on now it can still be a celebration um so so i, I just i don't see it the way you see it that's just my take on things i'm not saying you're wrong i get what you're trying to say but for me just because you play a diss record, it doesn't mean... Like, I think if Jay-Z and Nas went at it and Jay-Z dropped TakeOver and then Nas came back with either, man, could you imagine? And then they then they ended with Rock Boys or something like that? That would be fire to me. I just... I, I don't know, man. I just don't look at it the way you see it. I think it could be dope if it's done the right way. Um, I'll be the first one to tell y'all to not watch that versus... <laughs> Um, I would have picked Jeezy to win because I grew up, not say grew up, but I was more of a Jeezy fan than a Gucci fan, so it's all good. I don't know. I and and I just thought it was really, it was really intense throughout that whole verses with both of them. Like, he, uh, Jeezy was trying to talk like compliment, and Gucci would always cut them off every single time. Um, so I, I that's just how I see it, but hey, man. If you want to go watch it, go check out the versus battle, man. Uh, and we'll see what. Speaking of versus battles, this uh, our very uh, last topic before we head to battle rap. If what if there was a versus battle that you wanted to see, what would it be? Ooh, one that I would want to see. So this is not about what the public needs to see. This is just squarely what I would want to see, right? Yeah. Jay-Z versus Kanye. Wow. <laughs> I think I think I think I would get because that's like my two of my favorite artists. And I think both of them have a crazy catalog. Um and like you said, celebration. They could, and you know, I know well from what you hear in the show, I don't know really what, what goes on in other people's lives because I have a busy life myself. But I know that they kind of fell off from each other, not really the best of friends no more 
But I think that bringing them two together, that would be an awesome moment for hip hop because their album together, Watch the Throne was, oh man, that's one of my favorite albums. So I think bringing them two together, but also going through all their great hits that they had, that would personally be my favorite verse and I would actually watch it. Yeah, I would love to see that. You're right, man. They will bring both of them together and they would do uh, some great numbers. <laughs> so, but there you go. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, versus battle that I definitely would want to see, and it was easy for me when I when we had this topic. Is this is easy for me, man? It's Little Wayne, and it it's Drake. Oh, um, <laughs> so. Uh, so the a lot of questions that I that I always heard is that nobody can't go against Wayne's catalog. Nobody could go against Wayne, and and Wayne has records that's ridiculous, man. Even the features that he's on, man, he just has a lot of hits. But if I think there's one guy that could go head on with him, song for song. I think that's Drake, man. Drake is that guy, and um, he uh, probably nearly has many a hits as Weezy right now. And um, I think that will be a great battle, great for hip hop. Two huge, high-profile names that people love till this day, and guys that actually still make music. So um, I would love to see that battle: Weezy versus Drake. Okay, I'm not I'm not mad at that one at all. I'll actually watch that one as well. But Jay-Z Yeezy. <sighs> My God. <laughs> My God. Man, man. Okay, bro. Okay. Let's get to the last topic so we can wrap up this show. Because shoot, it's almost time for Thanksgiving. Let's go, baby. Battle rap. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna let you let, let you go. Announce it. Let's go. All right, man. So uh, so next week we'll be announcing our power five rankings for the female battle rap yeah. by the MBS team. So uh Give next week we'll so next <laughs> yeah, so that so next week what we're gonna do is we're gonna give our our own personal power five rankings for that for that for the month. And then we'll give the official MBS Power 5 rankings on social media. So with that being said, that was our huge announcement. We we mentioned it last week, just in case anybody forgot with that long show we had. This week, we are going to be discussing the Smack Volume 6 battles that has been out. We have Goods versus Geechee Gotti. We have K Shine versus Pat Stay. And help me with this one. The very last battle, I think it was a second battle was announced. It was B Dot versus Jilla Jones. Jilla Jones. Hey, bro, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be so, crazy. So, uh, what do you think about these battles so far, man? Man, I am loving these battles, bro. I'm loving all three of them. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, initially, you know, I'm a big B-Dot fan, so I'm like, and I like Chilla too, so I'm like, man, Chilla and B-Dot, they going to go crazy on each other. But 
Man, I think Geechee and, and, and um, Good's going to have a battle, bro. I think it's going to be a battle, bro. I really do. Um, I'm excited about all of them. And then K-Shine. What K-Shine's been able to do this past, well, I don't say year, he's the run he's just been on. And then he gets Pat Stay, probably one of the most coolest dudes up on, on stage battle rapping. That's going to be crazy. I'm excited for all three. I can't even tell you which one I'm, more, I'm most excited for. If you push me in a corner and said I had to pick one to watch, I think I would choose Chiller versus B-Dot just because of, you know, I, I'm more of a, a um, lair, um, intricate thinker, the way that they, they, they rap. But I have no issue with none of these battles. I think all three of them are fire. Yeah, man. So usually, man, with me, <clears throat> I'm really critical when the URL books battles. I'll always question it like, man, this doesn't deserve to be on there. Or, hey, they should have had this battle. But I don't have any problem with the battles that they just announced. It was right dead on. And it's great matchup, replay value. Uh, goods. He makes his return when Goods comes. Comes on, man. He puts on a show. One thing about Goods is he always gives you his A game. He doesn't give you no half-ass battles. He doesn't give you no no uh, BS rounds. He'll he he's full throttle and full on with you. And Gichi Gotti, he's uh he's one of the top guys in the URL right now, man. And he Gichi is being Gichi right now, and um. If he takes out goods, that that would be a really good look for him. So um, definitely um, Geechee Gotti and goods. I'm not going to give my prediction who I have with this battle because we'll do that as the event gets closer. And then we have um, <coughs> we have a Chilla versus B dot. That's going to be that's a really good battle. Chilla, I think he's one of the top pen writers in the game. B the obviously think he's the top guy as far as uh pen writing in the game, and I think it's a great, it's a great, really great matchup. So um I'm actually looking forward for toward this matchup also. And the very last matchup, I was ha I was really happy when this battle got announced, man. You got K Shine versus Pat Stay. I was disappointed at the Summer Madness matchup. I thought Chess had no business battling K-Shine. Obviously, I said what was going to happen, and that was exactly that what happened. To be honest with you, K-Shine has been on Pat's day. Uh, uh, Pat's day has, um, uh, has been on K-Shine's hit list, man, and... Uh, those are Pat Stay is one of the guys that K Shine has been wanting to bat for quite some time. So um I think it's a very great matchup. And Pat Stay, you know, I, I think he's one of my uh, favorite battle rappers out there right now. Pat Stay, you are L battles that he's been on with uh with Rock, with with the Shug. Put on great shows, man. So I expect him to put on a great one. This will be a great battle for both of these guys. And um, that's the battle I'm looking forward to the most. I can imagine. I can see that one. You're a big Pat State guy. So definitely. Definitely. Let me ask you this. 
before we wrap up the show. What's the battle you would like to see added to this card that would just be like, yeah, this is everything. This is how you close out the year. Um, man, I, I, I'm. There's not a battle out there that I would say that will close out the year like that, but. I don't think it's going to be added on there. They'll probably wait for it. But I want to see Daylight and Loaded Lux. That's what I was going to say. That's the one. I think you make that the the main event. That closes out 2020 the way 2020 needs to go down, man. I hope I get the Daylight that I got at Gnome. I hope that I get the Lux that, you know, comes out and just... Man, just hits you great hoodie luck style. Man, this that could that could close out the year just in spectacular uh fashion. So that's where I would go with it. Yeah, man. Uh or daylight versus rum nitty. I think that would be a dope battle, also. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it too. I like that one. Okay, cool deal, cool deal. Well, with that being said, Kill, not only give you shout-outs, man, I want you to do something different this time. Give you shout outs, but also let them know, man, what you're thankful for, man, as far as for um, Thanksgiving <laughs> and, um, you know, and everything that's going on tomorrow. Um, okay. Um, I am th- the one thing I'm thankful for is the, the, the MBS crew, man. Uh, you guys are like uh, family to me, and uh, you guys, you know, always there, man. You know, through the tough times and um, and the and the good times also. So definitely, um, uh, the the whole MBS crew. I'm definitely thankful for those guys, man. Especially giving me another opportunity because this is my second time that I actually came back, and I think it's been four years since I've been with the the brand, uh, like a, returning back for the second time. So I'm definitely thankful for that X, um, uh, J franchise, just Justin, um, uh, the new guys like uh, John, Chris. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to my whole family. Definitely always thankful for for them. They're you know they're always there for me. Obviously, my girl, of course. I've been able to make it um, or we've been able to make it through this COVID situation, man. Do we COVID has been going on since what it hit us on March. And um, we, we only had three months to the new year in 2020 and the rest has been distracted and hit by COVID-19. So, Man, I'm just thankful I'm still here. I'm actually thankful that you know I never caught a case with the with COVID nineteen or wasn't exposed to it. So I'm definitely thankful for that. And I hope everybody have a safe and happy Thanksgiving with their loved ones, man. And uh, just be safe out there and eat good. Definitely, definitely, brother, definitely. So. What I'm thankful for, man, first and foremost, my my, my family um, here in Lafayette, my wife, my beautiful daughters, um, my mom, my brothers and sisters, definitely thankful for them. 
Definitely thankful for my Cali family, the Kios, man. All my people out there, in the, you know, in Northern Cal, California, man. I definitely appreciate all y'all, man. You, your sisters, um, your girl. When I went to California, man, they treated me just like family, like we've been rocking with each other for years. Shout out to the DC family, um, J Franchise and all those boys on the East Coast. Y'all know what it is, man. And uh, shout out to the nothing but sports family, man. Everybody, like you said, Chris, um, um, John, J Franchise, Just Justin, uh, Marlon, Ray. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Shout out to all you guys, man. Appreciate y'all for making the MBS League and the brand just a phenomenal brand to be a part of, man. I appreciate each and every last one of y'all. And last, but oh, not, let me not let me get last. Let me not go to last. Shout out to my family from LRCA, man. Love all of y'all. Go Tigers, always. Shout out to everybody from LSU. Go Tigers, always. Shout out to the Cajuns. And last but not least, shout out to our family on Facebook, man. Every viewer that ever tuned into one of our shows, anybody that's ever came on, the nothing but sports brand, whether you was a battle rapper, whether you was a, a author, whether you was an athlete, whether you was somebody that just came on here to talk sports with us. We appreciate each and every one of you guys and girls. We want you to have an extremely great, 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 great Thanksgiving. Spend time with your loved ones. Eat good food. Watch good football. And from my team, the MBS team, to your team and your family, we love y'all, and we out. Peace.